When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On the flip side, I mean, real briefly on special teams, Last last week they were very aggressive. Didn't really need Graham Gano. Graham Gano was phenomenal. It's very nice to see him beating the Carolina Panthers instead of him with the Panthers beating the yeah. Giants. That was very nice. Uh, clearly, this I thought the coverage units, although late in the game, that kick return that got it up to about the forty, that was brutal. But overall, I think coverage units getting better from where we saw him in the preseason, and including that fumble that was caused early on. So that's nice to not have special teams losing you games. And by the way, Jamie Gillen is unbelievable as a punter. He boots it, and that was a great hold on the winner for Gano as well, spinning that in, getting it down. I've been very impressed with the specials. That being yeah, said, I think you know the the, the Hubbard thirty six yard return that you're yeah, referring that was- to. Is, is, is not something that they're going to like this morning when they're looking at the, the game films. You know, they need to avoid that one big return. The specials right. in the first two weeks have been, for the most part, really good. But right. one big return, Sean, could ruin your day. It could spoil your dinner. It could have all the cheese just slip right off of your pizza just like that. Not Where's a good thing. They need to clean that up. Slipping cheese. Slipping cheese is your Paulism here of the day. And we get it on special teams, no less. Paul, offensively, look, it was ugly, but it was also gritty. And it was also, in many ways, mistake-free. Um, so I'm trying to find the positives. Look, there was definitely a point in time in the first half. I'd be lying to you if a couple of buddies didn't text me. Go, geez, do you think that you know, with all that he's done with Bench and Galladay and not being afraid to make moves, do you think he'd he'd wake the team up and go to Tyrod Taylor? And I said, stay the course. Last week the Giants struggled in the first half, and in the second half Daniel Jones came alive at times. Saquon Barkley clearly they were not going to try to let him beat them, but I would say this overall. Before we get into what Jones needs to elevate his game with. Him not throwing interceptions and eating some of those sacks yesterday instead of fumbling the ball like we've seen so many times in his career, I personally am going to take that as a positive because you know what Daniel Jones could have done yesterday? Given the freaking game away by just getting knocked around and losing the ball, he held onto the ball and made smart decisions even if they resulted in negative plays, Paul. I couldn't agree with you more. I think Daniel Jones has already taken two giant steps towards being the Giants franchise quarterback. Not one, not one giant step, two giant steps. He's taken two. He's taken two. Look, Sean, here's the thing. He's avoided, for the most part, the key mistakes. And while unspectacular, he has made the smart plays that need to be made to win yeah. football games. And I take you to the fourth quarter, and I, I talked about this on the post game show, and I will refer to it now on our program. 
Gano hits two 50-plus yard field goals in the fourth quarter to provide the Giants with the margin of victory. I need to go back and alert you to the fact that on third and seven from the 38, it is a five-yard Jones scramble that sets up Gano's 52-yarder that puts the Giants on top by three. So let's give Jones credit for that because Absolutely. it was a play that had to be made or maybe Gano doesn't hit or the 51-yarder, you know, early in the fourth quarter. So he gives Gano a better chance to hit that field goal strictly on his presence. Then later on, on the 56-yard field goal, he hits Shepard on a third and 23 on a five-yard pass to give him a 56-yard try instead of what would have been a 61, and they wouldn't have gone for the 61. I'm telling you that now. In fact, after the game, Dable said they thought the range for the day was 55, and Gano said he thought he could do 56. The broadcast did speculate that they would kick the field goal, but you're, you know, you're telling me they would not have. But either way, you're right. Jones had that understanding of how many yards he needed. Don't go, you know, don't go trying to get the first down. Let's get get three on the board. Correct. Huge play. People talk about, oh, Jones doesn't make the right decisions. He made the right decision on both of those third downs to give Gano the best chance he could to make the field goals. And then at the end of the game, how about the scramble? On third down, when the Giants are trying to kill the clock, and Sean, I don't need to remind you how many times this offense has given the ball back to the other team and told the defense, you guys got to plug the hole in the dam over the last minute or two to try to hold on. Well, not this time. Daniel Jones takes off and scrambles for the third down conversion that ices the game. Anybody anybody who has any trepidation about what Jones has done in the first two weeks of this season has not been watching football. Yeah. And again, if you're expecting him to light it up like Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, we understand he's not that guy, but he's getting better, finally comfortable with a real coaching staff and a real regime. That was a winning play. As you said, that scramble, you know what I liked most again about that winning play. That was a situation where the Panthers had burned two timeouts. The whole box is stacked. They know Saquon's probably getting the ball. The idea that Jones has the option. I mean, let's face it. They called the bootleg. If there was an open receiver, they were going to allow him to throw the ball. You can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. But the idea was, if it's not open, then you're taking it and running with it. And that's our best shot at a first down. Rather they than trusted him, Sean. They, they trusted, trusted him. him. Yes, they trusted him. And he made a winning play, sealed the game. And yes, did the Giants score 31 points? No, they scored 19 points, but it was enough to win thanks to great defensive effort and smart football and taking what the defense could give you. Jones is only going to continue to learn this offense more. You would think get better, but as long as he's not turning the ball over and taking them out of games, that's exactly what this young Giants team needs right now. Exactly what they need. Now, here's another Jones defense, and it's going to tie into why I'm not as unhappy that Kadarius Tony only played 36% of the stabs, but it was still more. For the second straight week, the second straight week, you can read all the stat lines you want, 176 on the yardage and everything. Jones made what I thought was a winning big chunk play to get a first down. Last week was the play to Richie James. He dropped it. This week, it was to scramble, move away from the pocket, and hit Kadarius Tony wide open. That would have took him into Panthers territory only. David Sills got called for a pick. And the broadcast alluded to this too. By the letter of the law, did he run into the defender? Yes. But it was so obvious he's looking back at the ball. He's not looking at a defender for an intentional pick like you would see in the shallows. That is one I'm sorry. I think the officials got to eat. I think they were looking to just throw the flag because, oh, he collided with the defender. It's clearly past interference. 
that was Kadarius Tony getting open. He would have had more yardage. We would have been talking way differently about Kadarius Tony's usage today had that pass counted. And Daniel Jones would have had another 40 yards in the stat line, pushing him over 200. And oh, by the way, maybe that drive then leads to another touchdown for the Giants. And it's not coming down to that. That was a huge play in the game, Paul. A huge play. And frankly, one that will be forgotten about for the Jones haters and the people saying Tony's not playing enough. Incidental contact is the phrase that should have been used there. And you know, Sean, I understand the rule book and the letter of the law and a penalty is a penalty. But I've always, in my mind, said that National Football League officials, part of the reason that they're working at the highest level is because they are able to process, use rationale, have judgment. Why not conference? Why not have the ref who threw the flag conference and grab another one of the officials and say, look, look, I threw the flag. This is what I saw. Did you see a different angle on this? Did he did he pick him? Or did they just run into each other like a couple of the three stooges? Right, which is all that happened. That is all that happened. Uh, More positive for the offense. And I guess this is what drives you nuts about Daniel Jones too, right? Is this, that touchdown drive where he kind of rebounds after a shaky first two snaps and just starts throwing seeds. I mean, he's connecting to Tanner Hudson here, uh, Richie James there. He has a great job and the throws are lasers. Then he finds Daniel Bellinger, and Bellinger does what a a rookie, what a good tight end should do in a rookie to be able to stretch out, get the touchdowns, unbelievable. Hudson having those couple catches, Bellinger being the guy. Last week it was Myronick. It is freaking refreshing to not be sitting there and having tight end drops like the likes of Evan Ingram have done, drive you nuts and ruin drives. This is not a pretty group of tight ends the Giants have. It's not. Some may look at that on paper and call it the weakest tight end room in the NFL. But you know what? They have been workmanlike, and all the Giants touchdowns through the air this year now have come via the tight end, and they are not dropping passes, which I think is huge for this team. Sean, if you go back over the last half a dozen years or so, this is a team that would have 30, 35, 45 drops over the course of the season. So far in each of the first two weeks, they've got one drop, one by James in week one, one by Tony in week two. The receivers are making plays on the other end of the passes for the quarterback. They have much more reliable hands this year as a collective group. And, of course, when that happens, your quarterback will always look better. You talk about that touchdown drive. There were four explosive plays leading up to the Bellinger touchdown, which in itself was an explosive play when you're talking about more than 10 yards from from scrimmage on on a particular play. Uh, Jones was throwing darts on that series. It was, it was really something to behold. And, and honestly, Sean, and, and, and I, I don't say this lightly. I think a lot of this has to do with the confidence that Dable and Kafka have given Daniel Jones. They trust him. They believe in him. They basically said, look, kid, show us what you got. We know you're in your contract year. We know that this is, this is your prove it year. Show us what you got. Go out there. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Like when Parcells told that to Phil Sims many years ago. Just do what you do. We'll worry about the grading afterwards. Right. Don't play hesitant. 